Hey, I'm Amanda Jane, and this is where we help ambitious women make progress and use their time for what really matters. Together, we're busting productivity myths and shifting the dialogue to use productivity as a means to a purposeful and meaningful life. Welcome to More Ways. Let's rock. Hello, I'm so glad that you've joined me for this episode. I'm really excited about this concept of whether or not you are the driver or the passenger in your life. And this idea came about from a couple of ideas and conversations that I've had about who is making the choices and about who is taking responsibility for those choices and whose decision is it about where you're going and what happens on the way there and the different experiences you have when it's you and when it's not you. Most people haven't set an intention or decided on a destination of where they're going next. And the fact is, if you don't know where you're going next, it's really easy to simply follow and respond to the emergencies and what's right in front of you. And in doing so, you become a passenger in your life. So I'm going to dive right in today. Here's what I mean by being a passenger. It means that you're following the whims of others or simply going where the driver or the drivers, there can be many of them in your life, are taking you. And oftentimes where others are taking you is what's important to them. Because if you haven't identified and defined what's important to you, then the default item to fill that space becomes what's important to others and often what's urgent. I'm using cars and destinations as a metaphor as a metaphor here. That being said, you get in a car and you pick a spot or a place to go and determine the route to get there or you can say, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go. What happens is you can't simply sit in the car. <laughs> Just like you can't like stay at the airport, right? Well, maybe in that one movie, the one with Tom Hanks, but spoiler alert, even he leaves the airport eventually. You will go somewhere. Either you'll stay in the place you are and go back out the airport doors, or you get on a plane, you get in the car, and you go somewhere different. But unlike at an airport, when you say, I don't know where I'm going in life, other people pick up what you don't know and make that decision for you. When it comes to your life and the intentions and where you want to go, the danger of I don't know far outweighs making the wrong decision. This is a super duper important lesson. The risk of I don't know outweighs the risk of it being wrong. Now, that might seem counterintuitive, but the I don't know shifts the decision to someone else because you're not going to stay in one place, so either you decide or someone else does. When you decide on a direction, even if that direction doesn't end up where you hoped it would, if the outcome isn't as you expected, there is still so much rich learning that you get from making those decisions, from taking that action, and being the empowered driver of your life. You do not get that learning as a passenger. If you haven't decided where you're going or how you're going to use your time 
or what you're going to do, someone else decides for you, don't they? And in doing so, you become the passenger. The perfect example is when you have like an open space in your calendar. You've created this room to do something. You don't know what. And someone will come along with something urgent. And it might not be anything that's in alignment with your wildly important ideas or what you want to create or the change you want to make. But you have free space. So it gets filled, right? Oftentimes it feels like people are stealing your time. That's the experience of being a passenger. So our human brains have created automatic responses that help us make easy decisions. And these have been created and learned over time to keep us safe. So you create these learned responses that this is not like an inborn biological reflex, like learned responses about what works. Now, my audience and you are primarily women. And the response that women have learned through centuries and generations is to tell other people, yes, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can make that work. And yes is a really important response for a lot of reasons and in a lot of places. It's when yes gets overused or even more destructively when yes isn't used intentionally. When it becomes automatic, that it becomes a problem. Yes becomes a problem when there isn't this pause, when you don't take the moment to consider whether or not this is a yes for me right now. Why would you become a passenger in your life? Well, because there are benefits of it. Now, one of the benefits is that you get to complain. Now, that might not seem like such a great thing, but you get to complain about where you're going or whether you're going in the direction you like, whether the route is the one you want to take. Because you're not the one in the driver's seat. In being a passenger, one of the perks is that you get to complain. This is related to another one of the perks of being a passenger in that it's not your responsibility to get where you want to go. Therefore, it's also not your fault or you're not to blame when you don't arrive, right? How many times have you decided that you're just not going to set a goal or create an intention or make a plan, and you've said, oh, I'm, I'm just going to see what happens, or I'm just going with the flow. And you do that from a place of not wanting to be disappointed. When there's something you want to achieve or something you want to create, something you want, but to protect yourself from disappointment of maybe not getting what you want, you decide to be a passenger. Now, there's a different kind of energy behind, I have something I want to do, and I'm going to try something and make an effort towards that outcome, and I'm going to be open to the learning, not attached to a certain outcome, and see what happens when I try this, versus I'm not going to set a direction. I'm just going to see where I end up. Because oftentimes, you'll end up where other people want you to be, not in the place that really lights you up. So the other piece here is what it looks like when you're a passenger. It can feel like other people are stealing your time. It feels like you might not have control over your day or like things are just happening to you. It feels like you don't have a say or like you're at the mercy of others and their decisions. And it can feel really frustrating when underneath there is something that you want, but you're not claiming it or you're not communicating it. Because it's frustrating to be wanting to go somewhere and for that vehicle to not be headed in that direction, right? It's especially 
frustrating if you don't have the confidence that you'll ever be headed in the direction you want. If it's just like, well, every time I start putting one foot in front of the other, something comes along and takes me off track and I'm three steps further behind than what I was. That is a recipe for a lot of unfinished projects and for hopelessness and probably some resentment towards those who are stealing your time or taking you off track. The other piece is you're sacrificing a lot of learning when you're a passenger in your life. Have you ever noticed, I have found, uh, that a lot of young adults, when they start driving, they have a heck of a time navigating, even to places that they've been to, because they haven't had to pay attention to the direction, to the signs, to the signals that come from being a driver. And that's the same thing in life. You miss out on the learning and the opportunities when you're a passenger in your life. Now, the other experience is the in the driver's seat, and that is a place of direction. Oh, I really want to quote that movie, um, Despicable Me, the villain in that vector, with both direction and magnitude. Gosh, I just, I love that guy. <laughs> Anyways, the driver's seat is the place of direction and decision-making. Being in the driver's seat requires both yeses and noes. I would say probably equally. No, actually I'm wrong. You know what I think about it? I think being in the driver's seat requires more noes than yeses. And here's how I know that. Because at every four-way stop, you make three noes for every yes. If you're going straight ahead, you're saying no to left, right, and turning around, right? So great. So being in the driver's seat requires more no's than yeses. Being in the driver's seat also requires you to have a clear direction. Even if it's just for a while, knowing what direction you need to start with to be able to get through that first stage of your journey, that's really all you need. I would say similar to any journey, there are benefits to approaching it with what I call a flexible focus. If you are the driver, you have a direction you're going, there's somewhere you want to get to, and an emergent need comes up. Now, you as the driver have the power to decide, is this emergent need valuable enough to potentially take me off course from the direction I had intended? Now, what's necessary here is the power of the pause, and it's about intentionally deciding is this a yes or is this a no? So just see how important it is that when something comes up, it's not an immediate yes. It's not this, well, this has arisen in my line of sight, so I need to react to that. So my kid has forgotten his lunch today and I have to take it to him, even though my intention was to complete an outline for my project. And driving to my kid's school is going to take away that time. It's going to be a diversion. It's going to take me in a different direction if I react to this emergent need. And that might mean sacrifice following through on my intention. Now, here is the funny, cruel thing. I can't tell you if the right choice for you is to take your child's lunch to them at school or if it's to follow through on your project because there isn't a right choice, wrong choice. There is making a choice intentionally as the driver in your life or feeling like you have no choice. That's the difference between being a driver and a passenger. 
because as a driver, both of these choices have sacrifices and results that are different from each other. Taking your child's lunch means one thing and you're going to have one outcome from doing that and following through on your project is going to have a different one. I often think that it's much easier and it's a much more outwardly obvious when, when the no is to someone else versus when the no is to yourself. If you decide to follow through on your original intention, on your outline for your project, and there is disappointment, there might be a considerable amount of complaining when your child gets home. There might be frustration or sadness. They might have been hungry for a few hours. They might be hangry at this point. And those are very potential consequences that you'll have to face if you choose to follow through on your intention. And again, these are really outward, obvious, and oftentimes you don't want others to feel these uncomfortable feelings. So it's a it's a quick, it's a quick choice to say yes to that. Let me assure you, however, that there are an equal number of consequences to not following through on your intention that you made for yourself if you choose to take your child's lunch to them. And these are the ones that people often don't consider because they're not so obvious and outward. I think people don't see them, but nevertheless, they are there. So a few of the consequences when you say yes to an emergent need like this again, and let me, let me just ensure that you know that I'm not talking about an emergency right? The, the language here is close. So I'm not saying that when there is an emergency situation that you don't react to that, that you don't change when things change. I'm, I hope that that was super clear, that that's not what I am espousing here, that what I'm talking about like is an emergent need or maybe a better way of putting it is even like an emergent want is maybe more accurate. If you're not following through on your intention that you set for yourself because of this emergent want, that you know that this is breaking a commitment that you set for yourself. At the beginning of the day or the beginning of the week, you decided, here's the direction I want to travel. Here's what I've said is important and this is what it would mean for me. In order to be there, I need to complete this. I need to make this outcome. I need to create this milestone. I need to move forward on this aspect. And by not doing that, by not following through, over time, that erodes your self-trust. Just like if anybody else in your life told you they were going to do something and then didn't do it, you would stop believing them. When they told you that they were going to do something next time, you would have learned that what they say isn't necessarily what they mean. When you do that to yourself, you lose trust with yourself you lose integrity with yourself. And that is a very, very hard road to come back from. Chronic loss of self-trust means that you get to a certain point in your life where you're not sure who you are anymore. You've handed over so many decisions. You've become a passenger for so long that you've forgotten how to drive. And you get to a point in your life where you realize there's somewhere you want to go and you can't drive. It takes a heap load of work consistently over time to overcome this loss of trust and to really it's about finding yourself again. So we don't want to get to that to that space of continuing to not make our commitments to ourselves. So okay, back back to the idea about I don't know what is the right decision for you to make in that moment. And let me be clear too that there might be a great decision one week and it might be a different decision another week. 
right? Like this isn't a, this isn't a black and white or a moral or a right and wrong or a legal kind of decision, right? Whether you stay focused and true to your original intention or whether you adapt to things as they emerge, what I can guarantee, the thing that makes the difference is for you to make an intentional choice and do it with an open and loving heart. So if you decide to keep your original commitment, you communicate it kindly and lovingly to those who are making additional requests that are not related to your original commitment. Your intention isn't done to teach them a lesson and it's not because you're selfish or because your kids don't matter. That is not it at all. The fact is that you set an appointment with yourself and you decided to honor it, period. You can make that mean whatever you want it to mean. And they can make that mean whatever they want it to mean. But you thought it out and made a decision in a heartfelt way. Alternatively, you can choose to take their child their lunch and you can do so again with an open, warm, and loving heart and mind that you decide you're making this change. You're evolving your decision based on new information that you didn't have when you made this plan for the day. This doesn't have to mean that you don't stick to things that you don't matter, that you shouldn't make a plan because they always change anyways. No, something changed. You give yourself permission to make a new decision. The consequences of changing your direction based on this emergent need means that something has to shift. It's equally important when you make a plan, when you have an intention, you need to adjust how will you honor that going forward, right? You don't just say to a friend, I'm not meeting you for lunch. No, you don't do that. I know you don't. You say, you know what? I'm so sorry. Something has come up. Let's reschedule. What does later in the week look like for you? It's such a natural and respectful response that we give to other relationships that we have, but I don't necessarily think it's something that we do with ourselves to say, I'm not going to make this commitment right now. I'm going to reschedule it so that I can meet this intention that I have with myself. That's what makes it a flexible focus. It allows you to adapt, but it keeps your eyes on what's important. So I definitely want to make sure that people understand the importance of being a driver in your life and having a destination in mind, even when you need to adapt and that there is a difference between having a rigid plan and having a flexible focus. And the discernment in the moment is what's needed around whether you stick to what you've said and stay on track or adapt. And I think what it takes is this pause to overcome these automatic responses that have been created over time so that you can make a decision about whether this is the direction for you in this moment and to see how reacting to things that come up in the moment is different than living in the moment. And I want to make sure that you can see that difference. If you felt like a passenger in your life, like you maybe don't have direction or like you don't have control over your days or you can't seem to get started on the things that you say are important, I'd love to hear about your experience. Send me a DM or tag me on Instagram stories and let me know this resonated with you. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked today's episode, I invite you to head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. This lets Apple know that great listeners like you enjoy the show and it helps get the message out to more listeners. So your review really does make a difference. Thanks again for joining me, Amanda Jane, in this episode of More Ways. Until next time 
rock on. <laughs>